0: Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America, where each episode we bring you a brand new interview with one of the film industry's top directors, conducted by one of their peers. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, or on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash thedirectorscut. And if you're enjoying The Director's Cut, Please take a moment to like, share, or comment. We love hearing your feedback. This episode takes us behind the scenes of director Elliot Lester's new film, Aftermath. Inspired by actual events, this tale of guilt and revenge centers on a devastating plane crash that causes two men's lives to be inseparably bound together. Jake, an air traffic controller, commits a tragic error, killing the wife and daughter of a construction foreman named Roman. Trying to make sense of his loss, but unable to let it go, Roman blames Jake for the tragedy and demands answers in person. In addition to Aftermath, Mr. Lester's credits include the feature films Sleepwalker, Blitz, and Love is the Drug, the Emmy Award-nominated movie for television Nightingale, episodes of the television series Will, Containment, and Chop Shop and the video short, Hillary Duff, Why Not? After a recent screening of the film at the DGA Theater in Los Angeles, Mr. Lester spoke with fellow director Gregory Plotkin about filming Aftermath. During their conversation, Mr. Lester discusses his process of preparing for a project, which includes creating a visual Bible, how his background as an AD helped him get through the challenging filming schedule, and his collaboration with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who stars in the film.
1: All right, we're gonna ask some questions here. Um, so it was um, tight schedule for you.
2: <laughs> tight. Yeah, definitely. T- i yeah, I'm still three weeks behind. <laughs> yeah, it was twenty one day. It was twenty one days in uh, Columbus, Ohio.
1: And how how much how, how far in advance were you on the ground and prepping?
2: Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, I got a phone call saying, um, from Darren Aronofsky saying, Hey, do you want to come and do this movie? I was in Atlanta shooting some something else and I said, Sure. He goes, You start in six weeks and you need to meet Arnold next week. So I said, Oh, I think I can do that <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, you have to rise to the occasion. And uh, I, I felt that I, I could on that one.
1: So did you have a team sort of all set up already, or did you just... Oh, God, no. No.
2: No, I mean, there's people I like, who I like to work with, and uh, no, I, I mean, I...
1: Uh, You're just scrambling from, from the get-go. I
2: mean, I, I don't, I don't want to ca- characterize it in a, in, a, in a bad light. I had a great time.
1: Yeah. You pulled it together. I mean, regardless <laughs> of how much time you had, you pulled it together.
2: <laughs> we got it in the can. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I met a lot of new people. Um, I, I met a lot of people from Ohio. Who, and I hadn't really ever filmed there before. It yeah. was quite an adventure. Yeah, but I didn't realize the town we were filming in, Columbus, Arnold actually owned half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got a good deal. You, know, you go driving with him, and it's like, "Yes, I own that. <laughs> 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 no, I've got that. No, don't. No, not that. I'll get that next year." So <laughs> <laughs> it's like he Monopoly. An
1: amazing, <laughs> Arnold. By the way, you can do the whole interview with Arnold if you'd like. Um, so then, you know, from a um, story standpoint, I was so engrossed by obviously the whole film, but obviously the, the the scene where the the plane the planes crashed when we're in the in the tower, um, um, and it felt like that was sort of a pivotal scene for me when I watched when I watched it. Um, what other? How much you know? You don't have a lot of time with the script, but what other scenes were sort of key to your vision of the film, and and what changed in the writing process? What were you able to sort of implement?
2: Um what was key was i think the end scene the the murder because that was true that actually happened and it wasn't too dissimilar from how it actually happened the air obviously the crash and, and that that change in in from the reality of it is that they were actually in a different place deep deep under the ground um it wasn't actually in a tower, because a radio tower, this is so boring, guys, but, but anyway, a radio tower, you only take them in from 2,000 feet, oh. and normal radar, ta- radar stations, you take them in from 30,000 feet. So we had to change it, because I was like, I was looking around, and I was like, if we do this inside a, ra- a radar station, this is gonna be so, I mean, listen, it's a tragedy, but <laughs> I mean, it'll be, there'll be no suspense. So we, we Arnold doesn't own the Columbus uh, airport, but he knows someone who does so we were able to sh- <laughs> we were able to shoot there so so
1: again given the short lead time um did you rehearse much uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll take yeah a, i, you know, I mean i yeah I, I i you know i i practice my lamaze you know i i definitely <laughs> knew i had to give birth to the film i mean arnold is a very good study and he he and I got together. We would pour over the script. He works with this wonderful acting coach called Walter Van Huyen, Um, And he was immensely dedicated and prepared. I mean, we would, we, you know, he'd read the script probably 200 times. The moment he landed in Columbus, he was like, Look, I've got to see the locations. I need to know where I'm going. Take me there. And I, you know, I, I, we would walk. He goes, okay. And he would, he would, he had a point of view. He, yeah. he, He's not a joke as an actor at all. He's, he's very committed.
1: Well, that leads me to my next um, question is, is obviously huge actor. Physically? Physically? 5'10. 5'10. Uh, 10. 10. <laughs> um, we get to see him very well in the, in the movie, obviously, the whole body. Um, obviously, big presence, huge. You know, sort of the resume, um, from acting to politics and whatnot. Um, but he's turned now. He went from the action guy to you got this great emotional performance out of him. Um,
2: I mean, maybe was, he wants was, to be a girly boy, as he would say. I mean, what was the
1: fun. key, though, for you to, to, to get that? What was part of your discussions as you sort of went into the into You know, the look, when you,
2: when you walk into the room with, with any actor, there's always this moment. And when you walk into an actor, walk into a room with a legend, yeah. that moment's a little bit longer. And you're like, okay. So I sat down with him and we, we talked about process. We were very, I was very open with him. I said, look, you've been the Terminator three times. You've been, you know, Conan. You've done all these huge films. I said, you know, and if you walk onto set being that guy, this is lost. And he goes, I would never do that. Never. You know, I said, well, you know, I make art house cinema. And he's like, I know I saw the films and I like them and they're really pretty. I said, well, I, said, I need you to be the actor and let me be the director. And if we can do that, then something quite magical will come from it. And, he's, and he agreed. He said, okay, you're right. And I'm going to do that. And I'll put myself in your hands. Uh, and he, he did it in a way a, a lot of actors wouldn't. And I've worked with some tremendous actors like Mark Rylance and Paddy Constantine and David Oyelowo, and, um He was as selfless as any of those guys were.
1: And was he was he a great collaborator on set? Were you able he's to... He's
2: incredible. I, I, you know, if anyone... Eh, I don't know anyone... Knows much about him as a human being. He's incredibly generous. He would do the offlines for all the actors. He wouldn't disappear into his trailer. He wasn't late. He... He knew what we were making. You know, we were making a smaller, uh, intimate movie, and and he he treated he treated the 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 film with respect. And
1: obviously, it's a it's a somber subject matter. I don't think so. Um, I think you're light, being you're light, being cynical. It's a light teen comedy. It's my, it's, uh, my mu- <laughs> it's my it's my la <la-la> la land. <laughs> um, <laughs> shot in sunny, uh, sunny. By the same Hawaii. studio,
2: by the way, <laughs> in the same studio. That's
1: right. No, I see the similarities. Yeah. Um, the dancing <laughs> scenes in this one were fantastic. Oh, thank you. I'm, the, um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you yeah. acknowledged it. Dancing in the snow is awesome. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> wh- how do you keep the the morale up every day? You in are Columbus. In Columbus, in the snow, in a very, happy hour. Very <laughs> happy hour. Perfect.
2: Ha- actually, that's a good point. How do you do it? It happy starts with the top. It starts with the with the um, with your actor. And he sets the tone and, you know, he was wonderful. He would come to say he would bring everyone gifts and cigars and, you know, uh, in the darkest times and things. Were, there was a time where he, I was in a location and a, a, a hundred foot tr- tree just fell down because we we're caught in a gale and a windstorm, you know. And he would be out there with us laughing and telling stories. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do not <do. laughs> I remember we shut down for two whole years. You know, he, he would just tell stories. Um, but how, how do I keep the crew happy? I mean, uh, you know, uh, how you I'm keep like yourself? this. <laughs> That's good. You got to get attitude. This. And then I go back to my hotel and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering why my life is like it is.
1: Um, you know, the the rest of the cast... Um, <laughs> who are they? <laughs> I know who are they, right? Yeah. Um, but Scoot, who plays Fantastic. Jake, was... That such a perfect choice in that you look at him and and initially you have sympathy for him, but he's also got those other layers, those other levels where you're just not quite sure about him. Um, And there's that great conversation you have with yourself as a viewer um, as to whose side you're on, who you feel for, and and sort of what was your process with with him? With
2: Scoot, I'd been wanting to work with Scoot for a couple of years. I'd seen him in Argo and some other things and we became quite pally. Um, He is very specific in his in the, way, in the way he approaches the script. I mean, he learns everybody's part. Um, and he comes to you with questions constantly, which is what good actors do. They'll come out with this, and I'm not sure. Um, you know, they only have one scene together, you know, which is crazy. Um, and I think for a moment, Scoop was a little bit like, wow, hang on, this is Arnold. And then, uh, uh, you know, Arnold puts everyone at his ease, but... I think that there was a generosity between the two of them. And he was a very, you know, not just Scoop, but Maggie Grace as well, who done. I thought she did really great work in there.
1: She was great. Their relationship was so believable. Yeah. Um, but he was, when he breaks down, when he finds out that the, the planes crashed, and asks how many people died, how many people died, I mean, you're so feel for him. But obviously his evolution throughout the film, um, was that something that you sort of found in the cut? Was it something you... No, he.
2: You know, you know. Look, it, it's that thing about uh, you know seventy five percent of making a good film is casting right. You know, and 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 I th- he was. I feel that he was the right tone. He was the right brush, yeah. and he gave. You know, he was. He, he gave it in every scene. You know, well, look. You don't when you're shooting a movie that quickly, you don't have a ton of time to sit around talking and and ten twenty takes. You know. Yeah. So he knew every time he he walked onto the set he had to bring it, um, and he he thrived off that pressure I think.
1: So just from a, obviously again these, these, this 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 twenty one day schedule are you shooting multiple cameras? Why don't we just cut that in half? <laughs> right, let's cut it in half. Are you shooting multiple cameras and just running? Gunning? Sometimes
2: we had some two camera days, uh, sometimes okay. we had, but you know we didn't have a fortune to make the film with. Right. Um, yeah, there was a couple of two camera days. Definitely when we shot the um, the the airport scene where. Um, you know, the the collision happens. We had two because we only shot. We shot that I think in six hours. In the in the tower. I'm right. so ashamed to say that, but that's what was what way, we had to do.
1: You, you didn't need more. It was great. <laughs> it worked so great. I mean, there's need more. Th- between between that sequence and then the sequence when Arnold shows up when when he shows up at the apartment and you're cross cutting between upstairs and 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 getting in the elevator and all that. Just the tension was so perfect, and you just you're squirming. You don't, you don't you don't want to be part of it. Um, how much of that was sort of planned uh ahead of time do you did you board i mean i' imagine you bored at all um,
2: <coughs> I think the storyboard budget ended up being uh <laughs> a craft service or something i didn't right. i didn 't have any yeah. we, i do wh- i prepare what 's called a bible, which is i I, sh- I I break down the entire movie by shot list before i 've even seen a location, which is such a stupid idea but i I do it because it creates this illusion you know that oh I want the film to feel this way and and then I and then I add to it and what happens is the, I I build the bible and then I ultimately throw the bible out because you react to the locations that you find I don't have the time to sit there and do doodles makes
1: makes perfect sense um the um um so in post production <coughs> what was your uh <laughs> oh uh was it shorter than your uh, what was your what was no, your No you
2: get... the TGA is very good about you know you get a st- you get your 10 weeks your 10 weeks yeah.
1: Did your did you speak to the editor a lot during shooting? Did yeah, you I did. Give, give uh, notes and. and what um, I would talk
2: to him, but we were sh- We were so busy, you know. Some days, I think we did some uh, eleven day fortnights as well. We did some six day weeks. So I, I mean, I would just call him and say, you know, and a, look, a good editor's gonna say you need a, a little bit of coverage here, a little bit of coverage there, you know. Um, they they're, they're not gonna. They don't want to spook you too much. Right. What am I missing? What haven't I got? The footage looks great. Don't worry. The footage looks great. <laughs>
1: That's not the way I do it, bro. Yeah, I don't work with that guy <laughs> anymore. But um, um, No, I tell it like it tell is. Tell me the
2: footage is shit. That's oh right. I can work with.
1: That's right. Um, so did you... Was he on location with you, or was he in here in L.A.? And no, he's,
2: he was in Los Angeles, but we had two editors. Okay. We had two, two editors.
1: And then um, um, did you... Is it a typical process, previewing and sort of getting ideas? Or did the film, cha- how much did the film change, editorially from what you had in the script?
2: Absolutely, completely, one hundred percent different. Why don't you talk about that? Well, I mean, you know, you get the script, and the sc- the script was this. It was designed as two separate two separate chapters, with a very very thin third act. And in the original story, Arnold shows up, and then you lose him. All the way through until the very, very end. So when we came into, you know, there's that phrase about you'll never, you'll love, you never love anything as much as your dailies, and you'll never hate anything as much as your first cut. I found a new level that I couldn't. I, the first cut, I was, I was crying. I was like, this is, I've failed. I was like, I was looking to how to become an Uber driver yeah you know the the script the script had challenges it had real well, challenges, but I didn't have we had no prep um but 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 the skill of the editor is to actually hey, you know what you've got plenty of footage here, let's reconceive the story, and we were able to do that um but what I read and what we ended up with are very different
1: so you, you, they always say you write the film three times, obviously script shooting editorially it sounds yeah. like you did a lot of r- well r- I, r- I, you r- know post. do you remember
2: speak and spell? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we wrote it on speak and spell. You know, <laughs> you had
1: I think what 40 or 50 producers on the film. Um how <laughs> how how involved <laughs> were they? I had
2: to uh, yeah with a cast of 300. <laughs> yeah, there's was, a lot of producers. Three, there how, was a lot, yeah. How uh
1: how effective were they? How much were they involved? How effective um how uh how did that process work? Did, were they? Did they? Did you have well, how do you space? think it worked? <laughs> I, um, I was trying to be nice.
2: Do you want to? Do want to list them all? <laughs> actually, mean, we don't have an hour, do we? <laughs> I mean, I had my my main producer was this uh, wonderful man called Darren Aronofsky, who was really, really. I mean, he was tremendously helpful. He was wonderful. He actually flew in the night of the murder scene with David Blaine, the magician. Wow. So while we're shooting this murder scene, David Blaine's doing magic tricks, <laughs> and Darren and Arnold are doing Snapchat posts. While well, I'm doing a very very serious scene, so that was useful. That was great. Yeah. Wow. I guess I say no, it. no. He's no. But in in being sincere, Darren was brilliant with post production. He was he was wonderful. He was really really yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a very smart filmmaker. Unbelievable director. talent. Yeah
1: um did you lean on him during the shoot much at all or is it just i didn't have, time. didn't have time
2: i didn't have time you know when you're when you're you're constantly putting out fires you know like the first day we were down for half a day um you know we would lose because you know i had 52 locations and you were just constantly catching up you know it's like doing cinematic triage
1: would you do this process again would you? Would you? Would you? Why? What? What did you?
2: Why? Would I make another movie? Yeah. Would you of make course. another movie sure. on this
1: kind of budget and this kind of this um, kind of? Um,
2: it just depends.
1: Was it ultimately at the end of the day was it a fun challenge, a, a, a rewarding challenge?
2: Oh, uh, wow. I look. It was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge. Look, you don't seek to to go out and have a challenge like that. You seek to go out and make the best work you can. But ultimately, you're given. The amount of money and time you need to make the movie and that you know i've just finished this massive tv show where we had like 80 million dollars and all the time in the world but you still don't have all the time in the world you still need more time you still need more resources it just isn't it's you know look i made this film that way and it works and it works um the next one i don't know if i would do it this way
1: also you've got it's a it's a character piece it's a dramatic you got these great dramatic performances as difficult as it is, you pulled it off. You did great. Thanks, um, Dad. Do you, do you look back and just and, and just sort of? S- I never look see back. The <laughs> can you see the good in it all? Can
2: you? Yes, of course. I had good. a great time. listen. Don't. Listen, I'm laughing. <laughs> I had a I had a wonderful time. Yeah. You know, that's, um, that's what it's all we. About. I have a t-shirt, and uh, <laughs> I had a really. There's a, there, look this. There's, there's no aftermath to aftermath. There's a good time. <laughs> good. We had a good time.
1: So what? Um, what? What other? What other sort of? Uh, obviously, you had some. You shot. You, you shot down the first day. Is that yeah, right?
2: Yeah, shut down on the first day, <laughs> which is actually the best way to start the tone of a movie. That's right.
1: You don't want to shut down the middle. No, you don't want to shut down. The no, middle, you, you just got don't. that out of the way. What other What other obstacles were there um, in in Columbus?
2: Well, the, the you know Columbus is a a burgeoning town. It's new. Um, we didn't have a lot of super experienced crew, so a lot of people were learning on the job. Uh, um, and that could be, you know, like, y- you know, we had these very expensive anamorphic lenses, and there were, you know, someone would crack a lens, and, you know, who hadn't seen that before, but I- but those, you know, we turned it into, like, oh, we haven't got the 100 mil, we can shoot it on the 40, because that's not got a crack in it, <laughs> <You know? laughs> things like
1: that. Wow. Um, wow, so you have 52... S- locations, 50, yeah. So you're shooting... On 21 days?
2: Yeah, a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot.
1: I mean, are you literally shooting a couple takes, moving on? Y- you know, I
2: was, <laughs> I was shooting, it depend, it, d- it would depend. I would, you know, sometimes I would, you know, you have to fight for what you really need. Um, But, you know, like, right, the line producer had said, oh, this is nothing. It's just like we shoot movies in 14 days, you know, with De Niro, Pacino, and on a bus or something, you know. And I was like, how do you do that? How do you do
1: that? Wow. Um, and so, wh- talk about your start in terms of how you started as a director and sort of how it all, uh, obviously, shooting on a, t- on a schedule that's I, I like mean, you're
2: talking about on the movie, I started as a director and <laughs> finished up somewhere in a different <laughs> position. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. No, I'm still I a director. I'm
2: still doing it.
1: The, your, 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 skill, your, your skill set you had coming in must have saved, your, saved you. I was an AD.
2: I was a first AD. So yeah, there you go. and so, I'd I'd worked um, in, in in on a lot of things. Yeah, and so obviously that's you, your your so mind does go to that, but you know you're you you do not want to always be doing damage control. But yeah. yeah, you kind of go okay. Now I know what I got to do. Get out of my way.
1: And how easy how easy is it to separate the the all that from the creative and and whatnot? I mean, you had to wear a lot of hats on this stuff, <coughs> <film>, right?
2: <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, how hard is it to separate? You know, when you're doing a movie this way, that instinct—it's a—it's a reflex, and that reflex just kicks in, and you—you you rely on it. And thank God, I—I—you I, know, c- I'd come up that way. Yeah, because I think I might have been struggling.
1: I mean, it's a great background. Obviously, you—you you always kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm
2: not looking to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Well, we're in the right building, aren't we? <laughs> I know, right? No, um, yeah, there's he, some opportunities.
1: Um, no, you, you, um, it, but it's great. I mean, it, it, I think every, every person on set should have, should have worn multiple hats at some point. Um, I started out as a PA and went to editorial and directed, and I, I, I feel like I have a good sense of what everyone does in some, in some respects. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you have
2: your own skill set, which, which you're able to apply, which is so helpful. You, you but you, the, the most important thing is to be making stuff and that that's that was the big lesson that I learned on this one is 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 you know it's very i think uh Bresson said this uh, this will be my one serious moment the the filmmaker said, you know if you can't do it with a the minimum, then you'll never be able to do it with the most and um you know I think it's some uh, the way we make films now that things have become quite bloated, mm. you know um and really ultimately it is just about sound, camera and actor i mean that's really the the things that you need to make to tell a story. Okay. Um, I had a little bit less than those three, but I tried. <laughs> you
1: had a few less lenses, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Definitely. Um, you had actors, obviously. Yeah. Um, so wh- what's next? What's uh, what's next for you?
2: I'm not, am I allowed to talk about it? I don't know. I have a film over a guy called Matt Damon, called Thirst, right. which is about the, um, it's with HBO Films, it's about um, the worldwide water crisis. Um five days shooting schedule. No, we have to no, that's that's going to be fun. And then um I have this show called Will coming out that I did for TNT which is was really good. It's about William Shakespeare. And uh that was that was pretty good. Wow. But maybe someone wants to ask a question.
1: Any questions from uh anybody in the audience?
2: No hecklers. <laughs> oh, what? No. No. We shot on a Alexa ST. We I wanted to shoot raw, but we couldn't. We didn't have it in the budget.
1: And do you do you watch dailies? How do, how do you watch? Yeah,
2: dailies? Yeah, I, I do. I like dailies. I like looking at dailies. You have to, you yeah, know. And I'd watch them with Arnold sometimes. Yeah, and there's sweet. It's fun.
1: How is is he objective?
2: I like me in this <laughs> 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 I like me the I like me the <laughs> yeah, he's objective,
1: he's good. great good um and and did you um so when you got back into l a this editor had an assembly, i assume
2: yeah, we had an assembly, we sat in a room, I cried, and uh and then we, you know, you cry, and then you're tired, and then you just realize what you've just come out of. You know, you've got frostbite, you've gained twenty five pounds, you get your shoot gut, and you're like, all right, I better figure this out.
1: And were you in the cutting room every day? What's your style there? Are you, do you like to? Just I don't keep
2: like. And walk I did. I. I um. I don't like to be in there every day because I think that what happens is you lose objectivity, and you start to become. The, you know, the the footage becomes myopic, and you you hone in on things. Um, I would go in every few days. I would review cuts every kind of 10 days just to keep it in my mind. Um, and then we would, you know, obviously because we didn't have budget, we, I was, you know, doing music at the same time. Yeah, you said you wrote? I composed, music, I composed some of the music and uh, I have this man in Ireland who's an arranger and uh, I would talk to him and he would do the arranging and then send it back to me. So it's like, it's a lot, of, it a lot of hats being worn. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun.
1: But as you said, you're creating. You got to always keep creating. You got to always keep the process going. Yeah.
2: So We're lucky what we do.
1: It, we it's the best job in the world. We get to.
2: I like this guy He wants to ask questions. <laughs> we had a wonderful guy called Craig Hannigan who I can't. I don't know how we got him. He does. He did like. I knew know how we got him. He did Black Swan with Darren. He does all of Darren's movies, and he agreed to come in and 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 mix it. It was yeah. He was a real treat. He didn't want it competing, but. Anyway, that was I'm happy. Appreciated that.
1: It's a very tonal score. I mean, obviously, it's not meant to compete. Um, it finds a good balance to it, to it all.
2: I, I think there's too much music at times in the film, but you know, we can recut. We
1: and, and I was asking backstage, there was no thought of uh, of uh, changing the ending of, of shooting. just Oh, to have the, one where
2: the the ending that was written was so dark. Yeah. You know, the kid. Yeah, the kid kills him yeah in the original in the original script uh yeah that kid who's lewis Pullman, who's bill Pullman's son i thought did a really good job in his one scene but he uh yeah he kills him and we were like you can't do that i said to arnold i said do you want people to hate you no i said well if you don't want someone to hate you we better change this ending do it now right. okay because i think you would have hated him i think you would have hated him i think you would have hated everybody
1: did you um did you do Arnold's ADR? I or
2: did. Actually, <laughs> I did. you know it's so funny. Yeah, because you know when you do that when you do go to the ADR, you can't ask Arnold to come in and do like the looping bit. Right. You have to have him at the end. Right. You know, because you only have him for it. Yeah, so I would I would do Arnold impressions and, and I'd record I'd record bits of Arnold. Yeah. You,
1: you mastered it.
2: I tried. Well you hang out with him. You can't everyone has their own but this thing, everyone has their own Arnold impression. Uh, and mine's a British version. <laughs>
1: I think, we are, uh, I think we are at, are we uh, out? at our limit yeah, we are. here. Um, this has been great. Thank you. Great Thank you show. so much. Congratulations.
2: Bye, guys. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you all.
0: Thanks for listening to another DGA Q&A. You can check out past episodes of The Director's Cut wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at dga.org slash podcast. Also, if you haven't already... Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, share, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. This podcast was produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally.